Hey everyone, so this is Nikki from Game Tour 5, obviously. So we are releasing our old Patreon episodes. We've been thinking about doing this for a little while now because we cancelled our Patreon a while back just because life got a little bit too crazy. But we had a Patreon back in sort of, I think it was early 2020, started just before the pandemic and... We had so much fun recording these episodes and we appreciate all the support that we got from all of our patrons at the time. It was just a sad thing that we couldn't keep up with it. But yeah, we basically are releasing all of these episodes that we made to you guys for free. We had a few sort of different formats of episodes. We had Chat Till 5 where we just basically sit down and just have a chat about just random topics. And we also had Game Till 5 After Dark, which got a little bit crazy some more explicit episodes which will come with a explicit warning but yeah we just thought why not release them into the world so we've delved into the game till five archives and we are going to unleash these episodes onto you for free we'll hopefully try and do this sort of weekly two weekly just at least between our normal episodes which will continue as normal this particular episode was our first Chapter 5 episode and it's about how we got into video games and growing up as female gamers. We just basically delve into our old, into our prologues and talk about what it was like growing up and playing video games. Just for context, this episode was released on January 28th, 2020, so just before the pandemic hit, which you can probably tell by our uh, calm and chill demeanours. We hope you enjoy it. and welcome to the first Patreon episode of the Game Till 5 podcast. My name is Nikki and I am joined by my lovely friend and co-host in life, Steph. Hello. Hello. How are you? Yes, I'm all right, thank you. I'm excited to be doing this special episode. This is this is the first episode, bonus episode. So due to that fact, we're going to be doing a little epilogue of sorts and discussing about how we ourselves got into video games and growing up as children and female gamers. Mm. But yeah, just going to find out a little bit more about each other, I suppose, today. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. So we're not sort of going to have real kind of structure to this. We're just going to chat about general things and, and just go from there. And, chat uh, till five. And, yeah, chat till five. That's what we're going to call this. So, well, we'll start off now just by sort of going back to when we were just about non-fetuses when we were born. I'm this. I'm just like I'm doing a biology back. lesson. <laughs> when we were children, mm, that's the word. Assuming that you were a child, you could have been like an adult when you got I mean, into gaming. You've seen pictures of me as a child. I have. We've spoken about this before. I've seen pictures, but it doesn't mean that I knew you were a hardcore gamer. This is this is true, yeah. This is this is a fair enough assumption. But you had nice hair. <laughs> you also had nice hair. We had very similar hair. Uh, at some point, we might even post a picture of us as babies, and you can see that yeah. me and Nikki have very similar uh, curly, curly afros. Yes, we one shared our hairstyles. Bright blonde, and one is slightly brown. Two little kids with curly afros. But anyway. How old were you when you got into video games? How old was I? See, I can't. don't think I can remember a very specific age. Um, I can't have been very old, I think because of the main fact that I can't remember. And I think it came from having, like, cousins who had video games. Because I didn't have any brothers and sisters. But my cousins are about a year and 
two years older than me. And one of my cousins in particular, he gamed. Uh, and I think from hanging out with him at their house when I was younger, like getting babysit or sat by my auntie, that is how I kind of was first introduced to something video game related. And I think from there I decided I liked it. And then after that, I think I must have been about nine years old when I got given my first Game Boy. I think that's really like the craziness began. But then we had a Windows 97. So I must have been like eight, seven or eight when we had that. I think I had a PC first that I played on. Yeah. Well, that's what I was thinking about that as well. I was thinking um, ignoring consoles, actually, PC games were quite a big thing back in the 90s. I yeah. did an episode on it once. And yeah, I think I think I was similar, actually. I For me... I don't remember at any point getting into video games. I feel like they were just always there. I remember there's like a home video camera like recording of me when I'm like two or three. I'm a potato with my curly afro hair. And like my brother's playing Sonic or Alex the Kid in the background on the Mars system. And I'm like chilling. I'm not obviously attempting to play it at this point yet because I, I think I knew that my hands weren't developed enough yet. And I, in my head, I was thinking, mm. I'll get there soon. I'll be ready and I'm coming <laughs> for your Master System. But at that point, I was like, I'm just going to stick with my blocks for now. Yeah. But it was always like around me. And I, I don't remember like the day being like, oh, I picked up the console on this particular date when I was mm. this age. I just remember always being around um thanks to my brother as well i guess because obviously like he was a bit older than me so he was always playing video games and was able to play video games so it was just there really yeah. but yeah yeah in that case i think very, we're very similar in that regard in the sense of we had an older like you had your older Figure. brother and i had my older yeah. cousin and he like they played stuff and they had like mega drives and stuff and then from watching them because it was like you said it was a lot of just watching at that age and being slightly mesmerized by all the stuff and thinking it looked amazingly fun, but not being quite ready to take mm. take that on. I wasn't really trusted with Sabutio at that age, so I don't think I would have been trusted with a like <laughs> electronical system. Yeah, um, it's kind of it's kind of like when we were cavemen. It's like we we were sat there in our little Afro baby potato forms, watching <laughs> people play the consoles, like learning, like yes, like you know, you learn from seeing kind of yeah. thing. Um, and we just adapted and just got straight on that as soon as we could. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. I think it was PC that I first played something mm. on. It must have been because that's what we had. I remember we had our Windows. I'm pretty sure it was a Windows 95 computer. It was our first computer. It was a Packard yeah. Bell machine. Um, and it brought me great joy as a small child. I played it a lot. I had some weird games that just came free. And then I think I had like two games uh, to start with. And I think I had those two games for... A good few years because yeah. it was that that time and age when you were that age where you just had a couple of games and you just played them to death mostly because you couldn't really play them so you never really got very well, they were far. so difficult so there was mm. a lot of well there was a lot of play like time availability because you can never really get past the first level so you just try the first level a hundred times yeah and then and cry just, yeah and that, but for some reason you never got really bored of it as a child i don't know no i don't remember um I about the PC game thing yeah like I I do think that's probably definitely an early one for me I remember my nan like on my dad's side had a PC and I don't think they had very children friendly games I remember they had Alone in the Dark which is probably the first one that was literally all polygons no. terrifying I don't know when that yeah. came out but I remember watching my brother play that attempting to play it a bit like on his lap but I must have been a potato at this point if I could sit on his lap um, and also a game called Battle Chess which mm. was a really violent game of chess where the actual like pawns were people and they would oh. violently beat each other across the board um like so that was probably chess. not good 
in kind of yeah i just remember that the lady woman in that um she would wear really high heels and if she would like walk along it would like really be really clippy and then she'd just like fucking kick him in the face and i think the first ones i probably played probably was the master system i'd imagine but Mm. it's so difficult to know there's no there was no resounding day where i was like i have found video games like it was just yeah it was just always there i think from when you're that age because we're talking about when we were probably like five six years old it's really hard to remember remember. yeah from that kind of point but we know it was young it was definitely a young thing introduction and then it's just never ceased i think yeah so on that sort of thing what do you think made you keep playing as opposed to kind of just being like eh, not really into this i don't know is it like a particular game I don't think it was uh, any particular game. I think it was just discovery of different ki- types of game. Because obviously, like we were saying, when we first started, and I think this was like Windows 95, and I think I had the ones I can remember on that thing have been like Jazz Jackrabbit, which is like a platformery kind of thing. Um, and a couple of various different like just learning games. They were quite novel and quite fun at the time. And then things like Little Big Adventure, which was a little bit more... RPG. I think if I was going to say anything kind of drew me in, it was probably more things like RPGs and stuff. Yeah. Even from not understanding When you realise like how sort of deep games can get, I suppose, at that point. Yeah, but I don't think there was ever a real realisation that they could be deep uh, until I was yeah. much older. It was more, I think, what continued from my kid years was just a resounding thing of, I like this, this is fun. This is just something that I enjoy doing as well yeah. as all my other random stuff that i would do as a child i think as well for me like i remember we just kept getting more consoles like more games Mm. more consoles like and it just kind of just kept going (laughs) it still keeps going and it's just that thing where it was like it was never really a novelty i guess it was just it was just something that continued on and on which i'm glad about yeah yeah so how did you how did your family feel or like think about you playing it apart from your cousin obviously he did play with like did they kind of encourage it they, my, my dad definitely did. My dad played games a lot. Mm. Um, he would often be playing either games on the computer. He really liked... I always remember watching him play Quake, and I had no interest in playing Quake at that age. Oh, I remember he really liked yeah. Quake and Forsaken, and they were, like, dad's games. Dad, that's what he played. And then he, like, they were the ones that bought... My parents were the ones that bought me my Game Boy, and then subsequently after that, they bought me the PlayStation 1 and the PlayStation 2. Yeah. Um because those were the those were the areas when I was like, young enough to get brought those kind of presents. Um, so yeah, I think they were never really minded. Like obviously, I had the times where it was like, you need to get off the computer now. You've been on it all day. Um, but my dad <laughs> would, you know, regularly take me to uh, like PC World if I was good, and we'd buy a game kind of thing, uh, or he'd buy me something because he would then also want to buy something for him. So I think I kind of got it where he wanted to play stuff so I, I could kind that. of get away with also <laughs> buying like, something. I'm going to take her to buy a game, but I'm also going to use something to buy myself a game. I love yeah. it. It's like a good idea. Yeah. Dad was always the encouragement of like, <laughs> let's buy this computer. PC World Expeditions was so much fun uh, just because we'd oh, yeah. come back with like random stuff. And I always remember being there when we bought our first ever computer. And it was just a really fun 
thing of just being like, oh my God, we're going to buy it. And it was just like, <laughs> this thing's coming home. It's going to be some magical thing that I don't understand for years because obviously dad was the one to set it up and do everything yeah, and things like that. And now I'm like, dad was totally like PC illiterate compared to like me, my laptop and the way I use it now. Um, but at the time I just thought it was like magical. Uh, but yeah so yeah it was definitely from him I think uh, more than my mum I don't think I ever saw my mum play a video game but she never really minded Uh, I think the internet was more of an issue for them than anything but that's like a different Mm. kind of subject the amount of time I spent on the internet compared to like playing games I don't think they ever really were too too worried but then were you you also quite an active kid outside because I think as kids I remember being quite balanced I'd play a lot of video games but also, I would still do a lot of stuff outside. Like, you and me are quite horsey. Yes, we liked horses. Yeah, I was about to mention that, actually, because, I mean, growing up, like, I was definitely, like, out doing shit. I did play games, but I feel like it was very balanced. There was no overloading of me just being gaming constantly. It was often, like, a rainy day thing or, like, a Sunday thing. Um, it wasn't like I was, like, addicted at, like, eight-year-olds getting my, trying to get my latest fix of, uh, of Sonic or anything like that. I loved dirt. I loved playing in the dirt. I loved picking up worms. So, and yeah, when it comes to like the horsey stuff, I remember actually that was a period of time where I probably was dipping in a bit to probably being a little bit isolated because I remember I had school and then I used to go horse riding on a Wednesday. And a lot of the time, like that just took it out of me. They were like the rest of the evenings, I just play like Ocarina of Time. Mm. They'd like lock myself away in the garage because they were like converting it at the time. Like my old sofa sat playing like Men 64. And I I got so addicted, I just didn't want to stop playing. I think they did have to sort of pry me off of it quite a lot. But I still like to say that I don't think it ever absorbed my life. It was just, there were points where it was probably getting a little bit, you know, dangerous. But I always, you know, found my way outside again. Yeah, you're always quite a balance. I feel like that was similar with me. Like, I was encouraged if it was, you know, we had nothing else to do. And I'd been outside a lot. Like, I think, like you said, because your parents knew that you did stuff, outside of the house like you weren't there all the time inside there were some weekends where they would just let you play for like the majority of the game and they'd be like okay you need to you need to stop now we have let you play for a stupid (laughs) amount of time but now is enough and you'd be like all right that's fair i've been here all day um so i don't think it was too bad but did your so what about like your parents because i know your mum is quite a gamer right yeah they they both are actually um so sort of growing up I think we were given our console. So it's first with the Masterson by my uncle. So he was like the biggest gamer. He was a lot younger than my dad. I think when I was about four, three, he was probably in his early 20s. And um, I remember he gave us the first Masterson. My dad probably hadn't really thought too much of video games from that, like before that point. But as soon as we started getting the consoles in, like my dad kind of got hooked as well. Um, my mum didn't really come into the kind of gaming sort of scene until it, we got like the ps1 and we all started playing like resident evil and like broken sword together um, she really liked tomb raider as well like that was the thing that she liked to do but it was she didn't play it much but we'd all kind of get involved as a family which was mm. really nice yeah um, nice. my mum probably plays more games more now to be honest she's got her own nintendo switch um like xbox they got playstation like her and her partner but she plays like uncharted tomb raider she likes all the kind of adventure adventure mm. games yeah. And my dad, not so much anymore, but he does like his Western Red Dead Redemption. But yeah, they they loved it growing up. That's why I, I mean, I said with like it always being around me, like I never, I never saw it as like a, a negative thing. I know these days 
with things like video games, like parents are so on it now. That was one thing I wanted to mention in regards mm. to obviously like back when we were younger and now I feel like there's quite a big difference in potentially parents' perception of video games. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's weird. I don't know whether there's a particularly different perception. I think for me, I think there is a lot more different kinds of games around than there ever was when we were young. And I think they're a lot more readily available for kids to just almost access by themselves, which I think is a little bit like not great because I think as kids, you don't know what you're choosing most of the time. You just go, well, this looks interesting. I picked this one because it's got something on the front cover or all my friends are playing it and therefore I have to. Whereas I don't think we had that so much. Like, you know what I mean? I don't remember ever having much peer pressure from anyone I knew to play a certain amount of game, like a certain Mm -hmm. game. Like I don't really remember anyone playing. I think Pokemon was the first one that was like everyone's playing Pokemon. If you don't play Pokemon, what are you doing with yeah. your life? I, I remember there being a game when we were sort of teenagers, uh, and that was Manhunt when that came out. But the yes. thing is, thinking about accessibility and things, with a game like that, I remember, you know, back then you couldn't buy games online. So yes, no. you could probably get someone to buy it if you or borrow it. But if you wanted to go in like PC World or whatever, like you were saying, and you wanted to buy a game and you were like 10 that was aged like 15, you couldn't do it. Like you're restricted. Mm. Whereas now there's this just huge open thing where if you just get like a debit card, your parents' debit card, you can probably buy all these kind of games maybe you shouldn't be playing. Yeah, you can get... And also because there's no... There was no footage online of anything. So you only could really experience something if you had the game. Like, because it's, we're talking about times before we had like YouTube and stuff. So, you know, we couldn't watch you can't just watch a streamer play a horror game or something that you can't, you shouldn't see, if you know what I mean. Mm. Like it's, if it was not on TV and you don't own it, that's it, you're not seeing it. So I think that in that way, we were kind of a little bit more protected from from those kind of things. And there were, you know, parents, but I think both me and you didn't have those parents, if you know what I mean. Like you a little bit had them, but that was just because they were lying around your house. And I think you just- Yeah, I was gonna say, for, for me, it was more, my brother got them. My brother probably didn't tell them the sort of content of the games that he had although to be fair he was old enough I think for the little ones that he had Mm. but I wasn't and I knew how to get into like the computer and play his games and in regards to like my parents allowing me to play certain games like admittedly things like Resident Evil and Silent Hill probably weren't amazing but I think they probably didn't think that something like that could really harm me and (laughs) I spoke to my dad about this the other day actually I was like dad I was like do you remember I was like seven or eight and I was playing the Resident Evil games? Like we were playing them together. I was like, at any point did you maybe think that this was like inappropriate? And he just laughed and he was like, probably, <laughs> probably shouldn't have let you do that. Sorry. And then I was just like, okay. <laughs> Good to know. Thanks. Good to know I have issues now. But I, you know, I, I don't think, you know, but then it depends what you're playing because maybe there are some games out there that are inappropriate. To be fair, I shouldn't have played Fallout. I think it was two or one. I can't remember that had like prostitutes in it and stuff when I was like 10. But you know, I learned about the world and video games always taught me about the world. So it's fine. Like it, it was my own fault because I went looking for it and I found it. And I wouldn't say that at any point was their fault. No, I think that's kind of the thing though. It's like kids will naturally go and look for it and you can't watch them every two seconds of the day. You cannot put like now, obviously also now is a little bit easier because there are like parent um, guards and stuff on things. So you can just put, you know, a lock on stuff. But this is if you're a parent educated in games, I think that's the other thing. Me and you know games know what is probably age appropriate because we know games. Whereas, you know, I know a lot of, 
uh, like parents who have no interest in games. And so when their kids are interested in games and they're told, yeah, buy this game, you have no real frame of reference unless you're kind of smart enough to look up online or you go into a store and ask someone. But that's quite a lot of stuff for, I don't know, something I don't think you would put that much thought into. Yeah, and I think as well, like nowadays having like mics and online chat and like things and you know Mm. things like that have made it a lot worse because obviously you can interact with complete and utter strangers which admittedly we could do in the days of like msn and like online chat rooms i remember i used to play chess on like a pc on like uh, i don't know what you know like one of those like it was almost like a bt internet chess thing and you could actually communicate via text with strangers and um and I did that from a very young age and that that was wrong. But being on the level actually like physically talking to people, like if that was my child, I probably wouldn't feel great about that. Like play the game if it's if it's appropriate, but like I would never want like my child talking to a random person. Yeah. I and I yeah, I think that's the thing. And I think there's like internet wise. But like the amount of time I think I spent on Habbo Hotel as a as a young Oh yeah, yeah. Person. That was another one. Yeah, just sat talking to people. And yes, okay, it was designed for people of a certain age, of like the same age group. But you know, you don't know. It's just like a random like oh, what was it? They were all just like half eight bit people. I spent too yeah. long on that. And you, like... you couldn't really say anything explicit because I think it would get blocked anyway. So yeah. there was that restriction. It was definitely I, we've had this conversation before about PC games where I'm like, it was a simple, it was a less dangerous time and you did make the point of it. Probably wasn't, but like, I don't know. I we think, were just yeah. more child-minded. I, I think that's the other thing. Like, as um, I think it was because it was such a new thing as well. Like, yes, okay, there were errors in the that you probably shouldn't have gone. But because you none of your friends found it cool or mentioned it at all, Unless you just randomly happened to stumble on it and found it interesting. You would really, I don't know, you wouldn't find it. You'd just be going to where you were told was fun. I just spent a lot of time on Neopets because that's what everyone I knew played. So naturally (laughs) that was the website that, yeah, like that was the website that you gravitate towards because you found it fun. So it was only if like someone said, oh, this is fun. You should check this out that you would really know about it. Um, I didn't have any Neopets friends on had Neopets. Some great games. I don't think I had any friends who actually played played it properly. I think I had some people who liked it at school who mentioned it a couple of times, but I don't think I ever played mm-hmm. or did anything with any of them. Yeah. I think I just went on there and went, this is cool. I'm going to play some weird Flash games. So obviously not including myself, and I'm asking this from a young age as well, what did your friends think about playing video games? Did they play them too? And this was before I knew you as well. Yeah, so I'm I didn't trying know you forever. To... I'm trying to think, no, right. Feels like forever, but it has not been. <laughs> Joking. Um, yeah, I don't think I had many friends who were probably as into gaming as I was. But then, like I said. Until I, me. Until you. And I think at that point, <laughs> I think I, I think I went a lot deeper. Like we were saying, from certain ages and around, I think, the time before you, Gaming was just something that I Was there a time before me? I know, right? Once upon a time, in a land before Nikki. (laughs) uh, But I think I had other interests. And my other interests were also around just friends at school. We're talking about the ages of, like, what? Eight to 12? So um, these were people at school you made friends with. And your general interests were, like, hanging out and doing sleepovers. And I had, like, one friend who I was really close with, who she also played games and we shared a lot of game stuff and she was who I was really close with. 
Um, so she had like a N64, which I didn't have when I was younger. So I used mm. to love going over there and playing. And actually she was the person who introduced me to Monkey Island. Um, so that was where I got my love because she had the floppy disks. So she lent those to me and I lent her a bunch of other games that I had on PC. Like um, I think like Jazz Jack Crow and that kind of thing. So I did have like one or two friends who played it. I think specifically her. But otherwise, I think my interests, it wasn't like something that I was like calling everyone out on and being like, I'm a gamer. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that yeah. came until later, until I was older. Yeah. No, I, I completely you? agree. Like, I don't remember at any point being like, hey, do you play games? Or even like really bringing it up in conversation, even as like a, yeah. when I was a bit older. I just, I think it was just something that actually a lot of people did do. I remember my, like, my first best friend uh she well funny story about her actually i remember she came round my house for the first time this is my first time i've had a friend round and we had a ps1 that makes me sound like i was like really old when i had a friend but we did meet in like <laughs> my first ever reception friend. play school basically but she didn't come around to my house since the playstation one was out apparently i don't know why my house was fine um and we played a game called zero divide which was like a tekken game but with like robots and i remember mm. it was the first video game she'd ever played and I remember I beat her at it, like, because I was, I'm not going to let her, like, win just because she's no. a newbie. Um, and she cried, and I didn't know what to do. Oh. I was probably, like, eight or something, and she just started crying, and I was like, oh, my God, what have I done? <laughs> I've broken this child's heart. She was my age, too. I'm just referring to her as a child. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and that was hilarious. But later on, actually, she was she did play a little bit more games. She played, I remember we, around her, we played like Theme Hostel and stuff. She had like PC games. And I had another yeah. friend as well who was one of my earliest friends. And she, I remember she really liked like things like GTA and stuff, like the first ones of those. And actually a lot of my female friends growing up were actually, did like play games, but it wasn't seen mm-hmm. as like being a video game nerd or anything like that. It was just playing games. Yeah. It's just something you had at your house that people yeah. just came over and did. Yeah, in, in regards to playing, like, more, I want to say hardcore games, um, things like, I know it sounds bad, but things like Spyro and Crash Bandicoot were quite, like, readily available to a lot of people. But I think people who played games like Final Fantasy and Zelda, like, I didn't really come across many people who played a lot of those kind of games, I think, until you, potentially. Mm. Um, I think a lot yeah. of people would just sort of pick up bits and bobs like that as they went along but um yeah I, I just yeah it was, it was yeah. a bit of a weird thing because I said you just didn't I just didn't really think of it like no I think I would then. say the same thing I think like you said it was just something that everybody seemed to have in their house but yeah you're right it was mostly things like Spyro or The Sims or, or theme yeah. uh hospital or uh, theme yeah. like uh theme kind park of mainstream world. yeah there's kind of <laughs> we like... were so underground I'm kidding I'm <laughs> Yeah, with our Final Fantasy Seven, who knows that game? Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, no, I know what you mean. And I think the more I think about it, actually, though, I think um, whenever we would go over and do stuff like at people's houses, that would be the thing that I wanted to do the most. Like, yeah. obviously, we'd get distracted, and I'd be happy to do other things, but I would be most like, "Oh, can we play this though? Can, can we take play me this to your console?" Today? As Steph enters yeah. friend's house, the threshold of the door. <laughs> Where That's is it. the console? Like, I've arrived. Take me to it. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it was more like, that's what I wanted to do mostly, but I would obviously do other things because you just, that was what you did as a yeah. kid. But um, yeah, I definitely remember that. But I think you're right. I think I don't really remember talking to anyone or anyone knowing about certain games that were probably a little bit more RPG element, like, and tour time consuming, I think. 
Then... Well, that's it. Like, RPG, like, they were just... Things like Final Fantasy, they were just a bit more time-consuming. Like, you probably need to be a little bit more, like, into it and not just be one of those ones that you kind of just pick up and things like yeah. that. But, yeah, like, for me as well, it wasn't something that was, like, shocking to have someone turn around and be like, I don't play games or I do play games. It was just something that if you had one, cool. If you didn't, if not... I mean, my nan had a Mega Drive and, like, That's a PS1. Amazing. She gamed all the freaking time. She still does, which is incredible. That is crazy. Um, That's awesome. Her, her jam was, like, Abe's Odyssey on PS1. She loved that. Nice. And Croc as well. She loved that, too. <sighs> Mostly pretty. Tetris, though. Um, yeah. But she still, yeah, she still played games. But it's just it's just such a thing that it's just, yeah. I feel, I feel lucky in that regard to have had kind of friends and family that have, you know, been super, super into it. But it's just, mm. it's a weird thing to think about because I've got a lot of friends now who don't play video games or have barely played video games in their life. And I don't know, it's weird. <laughs> yeah, judging, I it's just think, weird. No, I get what you mean. I guess like you said, because you've been into it for such a long age. Um, there are just like people who just put it down and went, yeah, okay, gaming's like cool. And I know it's a thing, but it's not something I've ever continued to do. I think there was definitely a switch at some point. And I think either you switched into what I think people would now refer to as a gamer and you've kind of made it a big thing and you regularly game and you're kind of keeping up to date with what's coming out and that kind of thing. Um, Or you switched off from like video games almost altogether and just went, you know what, that's, that's, you know, I'm kind of done with that. Uh, I'll play them if they're around or whatnot, but I'm never, you know, I'm not purposely going to buy myself a console or anything. Um, I yeah I just have other interests but I think it was definitely when you get to a certain age there was definitely a switch I don't know anybody who is either like I don't know really many people who are really in between like floaty kind of thing like you know what I mean like they're really kind of Mm. into it or they're really not yeah I'd say I've got one friend that's probably like she owns a console but she doesn't play it like loads and I wouldn't say that she would probably ever bring it to any conversation in her life ever and it was something that I didn't even know that she did really until like mm. one day we just went into a conversation about it and I remember just being like shell-shocked like oh my god I just didn't know this because I feel like most of the time you're you know as an adult you're probably gonna be quite open about it like I, I think it's such a stark contrast between being kids where it was just you kind of just did and now it's like you do kind of get branded a little bit uh, and maybe judged a little bit too, I suppose. Yeah, I I think it becomes a part of your identity um, more than it, it did as a kid. You know what I mean? Because kids, you kind of expect to play video games. I think you just have that perception of they'll just do whatever because it's fun. Adults, I think it becomes a bit more... This is what I kind of meant where you're either kind of a gamer or not because I feel mm. like being more of an adult gamer, you tend to, like you said, get labelled a little bit and it becomes a bit more of your personality that you're a gamer um not as a bad thing it's just something that you i think go okay this is this is my hobby you know what i mean i'm a this i do this as my <laughs> hobby some people yeah. go cycling some people read a lot like that's just you know they pick this as their hobby and that's kind of what they've stuck to like mm. obviously you can have more than one hobby have as many as you want but i think yeah you definitely have that bit where it just becomes this is this is a thing i do yeah and speaking a little bit, only touching a tiny bit upon like our gender, um, sort of growing up as females and also video gaming, I think that that for me, like being young, I just had no idea that like I was going to be put in this box when I got to a certain age because, you know, I gamed, my brother gamed, my sister gamed, like my nan was gaming. Like I didn't at any point think that someone was going to turn around to me and make me feel like 
not as much of a gamer as my brother just because I was sort of female. And I think that that was definitely something that came along when we got older. I don't know if you experienced that. I sort of like experienced it quite a bit, I think, when I maybe got to about 14, 15. Yeah, I would have said the same thing. I would have said it was definitely an older thing and not a younger thing. Um, mm. Again, for I think the same reason. I think yeah. it was just like something that becomes a little bit more of your personality at that age rather than just, you know, an accepted thing that all yeah. kids do. Because um, it's funny because I probably became like a big more of a gamer than my brother um, as yeah. we got older. Like he still sort of played PC games every now and again, but he, you know, doesn't really sort of play much anymore, even though he was like the core reason, probably one of the core reasons is why I got into gaming. But I, I don't know. I, I think that I try and explain it to people that sort of say to me, oh, you know, why do you spend your evening playing games and not just like watching TV? But I sort of say, well, to me, it is my TV. Like it is watching movies. Like instead of going to watch a film, like I would rather sit and play like The Witcher at the moment than just sit and watch some shitty TV. I don't, I don't know. Well, th- so this is what I mean by the fact that it's just, it's your hobby. And that's kind mm. of how I describe it to people is because it's like some people like reading books. Some people do a lot of arts and crafts like various other things some people really like have a sport that they follow a lot or something like that and I think it's just just one of those things this is how I like to spend time that I have spare it's not everything that I do in every waking moment but this is uh, how I choose to relax I think yeah um which sometimes it's not very relaxing because you're yelling at people (laughs) on like overwatch or something shitty but at the same time it is because it's just this is how when I have nothing to do, this is what makes me happy. This is how I kind of recenter myself a little bit. Yeah. Um, and when I'm like, oh, I need a break from work. I just want to sit at home and play video games, which is something, you know, you just sounds ridiculous. But like you said, it's like if some other people who you put it in context of, say, you're a really big bookworm, that's what you would do. You'd be like, oh, I really want some time off because I really want to get into this book. I really want to just sit all day and read this book. And that's just how you feel about video games. Um but yeah, yeah, it's it's sure. definitely getting into that mindset that it's, it's okay for me to sit and play video games all day. Yeah. I do other things. It it can be quite a shocking thing for some people though. I I recall like not long ago in my old job where I worked in an office where um I kept my kind of gaming identity like I didn't really speak that much about it unless it was some of the guys there that I knew sort of played games. And this girl that I sat next to for about three months. Um, I I just I know it's it's bad to say, but like I just knew that that wasn't something that she was really into, um, and that sounds like a big stereotype. But when I did eventually tell her um, I was a gamer, it was because she had been previously speaking about someone that we used to work with, who she referred to as like um, a basement dweller, because he would play games all the time, and and she sort of made a few mean comments, and I just turned around to her and I was like, oh, I was like I play video games, and it she was just the most shocked. I had ever seen her. She was just in such confusion. Bless her. She didn't understand. She was asking me all these <laughs> questions, and she was like, "But you're, you're like a woman. She, and you're, you're not sort of smelly and weird and and yeah. reside in your basement." And I was like, "Nope, no, I don't." But I, <laughs> no, I wasn't sure if me. you'd ever sort of had anything like that. I don't. Honestly, I don't think so. I know what you mean, though. I think there have been until I worked in the industry where now anytime I talk to anybody I am, and they ask me what I do, I immediately have to tell them I'm into video games because that's where I work. However, before this, like you said, if I were as a, a just my a general job, like when we worked at a bar, I don't think I really ever spoke about the fact that I gamed much. And it was only really if anyone actually sit, spent time 
talking me to for a long time that maybe I would talk to them about it. I think a couple times in a really like stupid way you might be talking to and I think it was especially around the the bar scene would be that you were talking to and it was always male I have to say and you they would mention something and you mentioned that you're a gamer or that you knew something about gaming and they'd kind of be like oh my god how do you know about this I'm like because mm. because I'm a person and I like gaming like it's fine it was just almost like a, a shock of like oh my god you're a magical I can't believe you like this and I was sat there being like I know like 15 women who play video games we're not that rare you know what i mean for me it would just be like what is wrong with you like talk to more ladies about video games there are a lot of them around um and it just felt like they never spoken to a girl ever yeah it makes you think well like maybe this isn't why they tell you that they like video games or they're into video games because you react like that like they're yeah. some like alien <laughs> mythical <laughs> creature that they found and you're like dude speak to more people <laughs> yeah i admit it was it's really frustrating and i think i maybe get less of it now i'm not mm. sure why but definitely back when i was probably in my early 20s I, I would say i got it quite quite bad but i think that's because i don't know maybe it's just who i was surrounding myself with yeah i think that's the thing and i think there's definitely there's i always find there's an interesting switch as well um between uh talking to people who um are obviously into video games. And actually, I think quite a lot of it comes from people who are already into video games rather than people who don't really understand gaming at all. Because then it's a bit like, oh, okay, cool, that's what you're into. I don't really understand it, but that's interesting. You know what I mean? It comes yeah. from more probably people who are in video games where I get a bit more of a um, initial thing of talking about games as if you don't know much about the gaming world. Like, they get that you game, but maybe you're not super into it as they are. And then you kind of start coming out with things and I think especially, I don't know if you get it, and I find that it's probably not different from me, but the way it starts is different, is that because I then say, like, oh, I, I work in video games, there's a kind almost like a switch sometimes, and people go, oh, okay, I can talk to you more seriously than perhaps I would be, or a little bit less patronizing. But it's frustrating, because it shouldn't... It's, it's like, good that that happens, because then you can just be like, bam, I work in the games industry, like, fuck you. But then, like... Oh, it's annoying that that has to be the case for maybe someone to actually like just turn around and yeah. be like oh okay maybe you know what you're talking about because exactly. it's, it's just difficult so this is what i mean for you you must still have that frustration because you don't unless you prove yourself worthy by citing all of this video game knowledge you maybe don't get that kind of switch sometimes i don't know i am um, i get i get my glove out and i slap them and i challenge them to a duel on some sort of <laughs> video, competitive video game good plan it works every time <laughs> meet me in the arena and then i win yeah. And then it's great. And I prove my point. But the point is, like, you shouldn't be proving your point because, you know, I, I used to get really salty back in the day about it and be really high on my high horse trying to prove my point and be like, well, I probably know more than you about games anyway. But, you know, unfortunately, life made me wet that way at that point. But I don't feel like that anymore. Now I'm kind of like, well, I don't need to prove myself. I like him. I've liked him since I was had thumbs. I literally don't have anything to prove to anyone, which is great. Yeah. But unfortunately, like that prejudice still exists. I think it's going mm, now it's a bit. It's happening a lot less, I think. Might be that I'm just talking to a lot less new people, which is entirely <laughs> possible. Talking to nicer people. I think, um, yeah. But, um, and yeah. maybe just avoiding the subject a little bit more. Um, yeah. Not in a, in a bad way, but just kind of being a bit more like, oh, mm. so what do you do? Let's talk about that for a lot longer. Uh, let's talk about your hobbies for a bit longer because it's different than, I don't know, 
talking about that kind of thing. I think it's not meaning to avoid it, but I think sometimes you do avoid it just because you're like, I talk about this enough. I have friends who are super into it. Like, I maybe don't need more people to talk to about <laughs> that's it. That's very true. Yeah, that's true. So I don't think we're really going to probably touch on sort of female stuff much more um, in, in any other episodes ever. Um, so just to sort of ask you this, this sort of general question, just because I'm also interested. But um, mm. do you get sort of treated differently being female working in the game industry? I I have been very lucky and I don't think I've ever worked anywhere where I have ever been subject to different treatment because I'm female. I think there is areas and there have been some studios where I've heard that things have happened. And I know people who are maybe in workplaces where they might not get as far in, in that studio, like high up the tree. There is definitely some issues and some conversations around you know, where where women sit in power in video games. That's like yeah. a really big discussion that I won't really touch upon. But I think I've been very lucky and I've not had, I've not met anyone that I've worked with or that I studied with that ever uh, treated good. me differently, which is lovely. And it, I think it goes to show that, um, you know, most most of the time you will never have, have an issue. And I think if you are having an issue, as long as you're speaking, because obviously there's like things going on and there's a lot of stuff around, you know, lawsuits and stuff happening with various companies. And I think it's good that it's, I think it's because it's coming more of a topic. Uh, people are still finding things, but there's issues. But yeah, I think it's just, you know, working out if you're going to be a, in a in a good studio with, with nice people. So mm-hmm. yeah, in that regard, I've been very lucky. That's good. I, th- I think in regards to like things like that, I think hopefully as time progresses we're staying away from it a bit more because i do think that back in the day when video games sort of started up it was you know it was sort of associated more with men but i think nowadays it's so different like anyone and especially our generation growing up like everyone was playing video games i think hopefully like that stigma will just over time will just sort of reduce and reduce and there'll be no more of that bullshit and i think it's a little different as well in terms of like jobs and i think there are certain areas of, of work where you're probably in within the industry where you'll find more women working than not more women, but like more women than other areas. Coding, I don't think gets a lot of female coders in it. They're a little bit like not rarer, but you don't hear about so many people taking it. But I think it's because at the time, less people are taking a course if they're female. So I think it kind of comes from that. But I know that's changing. And I think a lot more women are taking courses that predominantly we're seen probably once upon a time as more male um heavy um but it seems that like you said it just seems like with as going on people are just kind of forgetting that kind of ideal for like that idea of this is a guy's job this is a woman's job kind of thing and there's lots oh, of yeah. lines breaking and stuff which is nice so i think yeah, you said stuff will stuff will change and obviously it's becoming more and more like there's just women around yay <laughs> yeah no that's good i'm glad because yeah that that kind of shit that that happens to people anyone really any toxic stuff going on in the games industry just sucks yeah because you know it's not all about teamwork i mean obviously there's games that are not so much about teamwork but i don't know i, ju- I just think like in regards to video games it's just for anyone it's for my nan it's for my dad yeah. it's for like it's for freaking anyone yeah, it's for a hobby. If you're interested in it, then just get involved in it. It's like anything. Just yeah. go look at it. Who cares do it. 
whatever you are. You could be a potato baby and you can still play whatever you want. That's cool. Everyone should be able to do whatever they want. Yeah, so do you have anything else to add to our sort Um, of epilogue? Wait, epilogue? Sorry, hang on. Just to stop you there. Is an epilogue an end or a beginning? Oh, for fuck's sake. An end thing. What was I saying? Epilogue? I mean, prologue. prologue. Yeah. I like that we've realised this now. Oh, at the end of the episode, I realised that. We'll just say prologue a couple times and you can just cut it in. Prologue, prologue, prologue. Okay, continue. (laughs) No, I was just going to kind of flip that question back at you a little bit in terms of you, because you do cosplay and stuff like this, gaming cosplay, do you find that that's a good mix of men and women? Because I don't think... I don't know that many male cosplayers, so it's almost like no, it's it's yeah, it's it's definitely I would say dominated by females, but I don't know why. There is a lot of like male cosplayers there, and they're, they're amazing. Um, and like I wouldn't, I don't want to say that there is like like definitely more because I might not know that, but it does seem to be a thing which at one point in time got kind of overloaded by a lot of females. And, you know, there's that whole stereotype of, of female cosplayers, like, with their boobs out and all this kind of stuff, which is pretty bullshit. But that, I feel like, is, like, the stereotype. If you were to say someone, like, oh, cosplay, like, that's what they picture in their mind. They don't necessarily picture, like, an awesome dude dressed as, like, Gerald. So I got Witcher on the mind. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, I don't know what and you that's, mean, yeah. Yeah, but, like, you know, you go to Comic-Con, any Comic-Con, and I feel like you see a, such a mix, like, anyone like any genders any just everyone doing whatever they want um which is amazing unfortunately i would say there is still some kind of like thing where when it comes to like obviously like people's own bodies like i feel a lot of the time you know some people don't understand like touching it's a bit of an Mm. issue and a lot of people think that if you're dressed provocatively it means that you know it's okay for like someone to come up and just like grab your boobs which is completely wrong and never do that so they're definitely like is this kind of stereotype of it but yeah it's it's a it's a weird one yeah i guess it's again it's another kind of bigger conversation around cosplay which we can have at one point we can yeah we can have a whole episode on that but yeah what i would say is with cosplay is you know especially back in the day when it started with my old star trek guys um that we saw Aww. at comic con once that were like yes. 60 odd with their pints of beer like cosplaying just started off as as anyone anyone nerdy just wanted to dress up as whatever they wanted if you want to dress up as an ewok fucking go for it like they did it and yeah it's just as i said it's like gaming it's like cosplay it's like working in the game industry it's literally for anyone there's yeah. gender it's... has nothing to do with it Oh, God, yeah. And it really shouldn't. It'll just be, like you said, if anyone can pick up a book and read it, then anyone can game and do it. I keep using books as my analogy, but I, it's my best kind of, like, comparison. Well, game video games are, like, animated books, right? It's just, like, Yeah, on the same TV. with movies. Like, it's an interactive movie. Like, if you yeah. can watch a movie, you can play a video game. Yeah. I just, I just thought it would be a nice episode just to kind of touch on what it was like for us being young female potato babies growing up as gamers and becoming adult potatoes i mean it's always fun to talk about things with you so (laughs) yeah and i I think i think we learn a lot yeah i've definitely learned i hope people have enjoyed our chatterings yeah we hope you've enjoyed this different kind of format of episode yeah it's just been a lot of us chatting but that's what happens when you name something chat till five (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for listening and see you in the next one. Bye.
Bye. Bye.